What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Living Electric. Uh, going to start off with a uh, kind of maybe not a recap of last episode, but kind of uh, some inspiration from last episode. Brandon <laughs> talked about all of the electrical problems and updates at his house. So um, that prompted me actually to get an electrician out to um, repair a couple of the outlets we had in our house that weren't working. Um, for whatever reason, between moving into the house and like a couple months, these outlets that were working fine during the inspection were no longer working. So I had them come out and take a look at it. Um, I'm still kind of getting more comfortable with the home electrical stuff. Like ideally I should be able to do that kind of thing, but I'm still like a little weary about it. Um, but luckily there, there were small fixes on the couple outlets. The one of them actually had an open neutral. Um, and it was funny. The guy started like, he started like explaining how electricity works to me. And I'm like, you can skip that part. Like I know what's going on there. <laughs> Here's my degree. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm an electrical engineer. So you can probably skip like the electric, uh, electrical explanation. If you just want to jump to like what's going on, he's like, you're missing your neutral. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I know what that means. Um, and uh, he did, just did some troubleshooting and found actually in the electrical box. Um, there are a few neutrals tied together in there. And the wire nut that they use to tie them all together had a broken piece of wire on the inside. So it wasn't making a full connection with the whole like neutral thing there. Um, so that was causing the the neutral to be open on that outlet. So super weird situation, but yeah. I was able to fix it. Did, so, did they say how that happened? Like the broken wire? Is it just over I'm not, time? It, it was probably... Well, it was a newer, like, maybe not a newer wire, but, like, um, it had been there a while, so it probably was just wearing down over time. Um, but, yeah, just a weird fluke thing where that wire had broken loose. Um, but, yeah, he tied it back up together, put a new nut on there. Everything works fine now, which is great. Because um, that's the one, like, right by our front door, so it's great for, like, if you're sweeping the entryway or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Like, that's an outlet we would like to use all the time. Um but yeah, that one was a relatively easy fix. And then the other one um, is in our kitchen, actually. We have like a a little, it looks awful in our kitchen, but we've got this big, <laughs> this big punch out in our kitchen where a microwave should go. So they just ran an outlet up there so you could potentially install a microwave in this like little drawer thing, like one of those drawer microwaves that pulls out. Um, mm. But we're probably not going to do that. Like we realistically just want to put a shelf in there. Uh but that's our only outlet on our like kitchen Island. So we have no outlet besides that one there. <laughs> so again, we want that one to work. Um, he spent a lot of time looking at that one, ended up just replacing the entire outlet and that fixed it. So he's not sure what the issue was, if it was just a, a crappy outlet that fixed it or what, but that's all working now too. <laughs> so that's very so, weird. That, yeah, that's very weird. Um, is your was your island part of the renovation or is that like the existing yeah. oh yeah okay. the so whole the whole kitchen was redone like all the countertops are brand new like even the shelving and everything like is all brand new they basically tore everything okay. out and put a new new kitchen in if you will okay i i was just like i wasn't sure if maybe like something in the housing of the island or like something is what which is never right so. from the beginning and right well, that was another one that was working fine during the inspection. Like that outlet worked fine. And then mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it just stopped working. So very <laughs> odd. So that is, well, at least it's working now and it wasn't anything like 
too right. major. Yeah, nothing major, which is good. Um, the other thing I noticed, uh, and they did some of this when we uh, were buying the house, is a lot of our outlets don't have a ground. So, like, you know, the in an outlet, there's like three prongs. The bottom one's the ground. A lot of our outlets just don't have a ground because it's an older house, and that's just not how they used to run wires <laughs> to, <laughs> to to outlets. Um, which is not super safe if you got like if you're running a I don't know anything that's three prong basically like it should have mm-hmm. an actual ground uh, so that if that shorts out or anything like that it can uh, it can trip. So like basically half of our house doesn't have that on the outlets, um, and apparently you could put just a GFCI breaker on those which will help like alleviate that it's legal in older houses i don't think they allow it on new build houses so another thing kind of that i learned through this process of getting the the house inspected and updated if you will that like that's somehow sometimes how they alleviate things so you don't have to run a whole ground wire to every outlet which can be expensive (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah for sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's what they did in our house too with uh, yeah. at the at the panel. Yeah, they put right. uh, AFCI and GFCI outlets. What is uh, AFCI? Sorry, breakers, not outlet. Um, man, you're asking me on the wrong day. <laughs> I can Google it real uh, quick. Yeah, it has to do. I believe when we were doing our projects, I believe it mainly entails with aluminum wiring. If okay. I remember, it's um, so AFCI is arc fault circuit interrupter. Okay. So GFCI, GFCI is ground fault circuit interrupter. So it looks like, yeah, here. What is the difference between AFCI and GFCI? Yeah, so GFCI is to protect people from deadly effects of electric shock that could occur if parts of an electrical appliance or tool become energized due to a ground fault. Uh, AFCI is to protect the branch circuit wiring from danger- dangerous arcing faults. So that's like that wiring in the walls, probably like yeah. <laughs> arcing yeah. across. So, yes. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah we needed the, before. Yeah. We needed the double whammy in our house. <laughs> <So. laughs> Just triple protection on there to make sure nothing happens. Cover everything. <laughs> that's funny. So were, were your outlets, um, the, the ones that like you found out that aren't grounded, are they all three prong? Yeah. Yeah, they're all okay. they're all three prong. So, I guess technically you could swap those to two prong, but I think it's safer to do the three prong and then put the GFCI on is generally mm-hmm. what people are doing. So, yeah, it's it's pretty common. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the times when when you know people are looking to upgrade like small electrical things, right. I think a lot of people feel like they can just put in three prong outlets and just be like, oh, it's and good, be fine. But yeah, yeah just <laughs> yeah. because it has that third, you know, that third prong, like it doesn't right. mean it's functional. So right. Yeah, yeah. I, think a lot of I got a little. Uh, you can get like a super cheap. I think it's like five, ten bucks. A little outlet tester. I don't know if you have one of those or not. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We picked up one of those. Yeah, so it's super nice. Like you can plug it in, and it'll tell you basically exactly what's missing on the outlet. If all the lights mm-hmm. are off, you have no power. If you, <laughs> but if any lights are on, it'll at least detect what what um, either your like ground is open, neutral's open, whatever. So I noticed today just testing some outlets that if you plug that in on those ones that are the GFCI, it still shows an open ground. So it's still going to light up and show that it's not like a correct outlet, if you will. Um, Which I thought was kind of interesting because there's literally no ground wire attached. So it's going to show open ground, even though it's got the protection for it. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I wonder, 
I, I wonder, I mean, this is just me talking out loud, but you know, like the smart <laughs> panels that you can, you can purchase. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder how that would communicate, but I guess like if those small devices are just to simply test, you know, like the certain aspects of the outlet, I doubt it right. could communicate like data or something like that. No, probably, doesn't have that capability. probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine those smart panels are probably better in new build homes too than a like hundred year old home, unless you want to run a lot new wiring uh, and all that stuff yeah. around your house. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would get expensive. Right. <laughs> now, do you, um, as you guys were like doing some of these upgrades, did you guys stumble upon anything else you guys want to get repaired or updated? So I actually had them come to look at the doorbell as well. Cause we want to get a oh, doorbell yeah. like, properly installed and i'd prefer a wired one versus a battery one because the battery ones i don't want to deal with after having to replace a battery when you've got electrical in your house like that just doesn't make sense to me mm -hmm. um but the batteries are way easier to install so <laughs> that's kind of the, the the predicament we're in and that's what the electrician told us he's like there's no wire running here now and it's going to be a pain to get wiring through here so i would just get a battery one like that's what i would recommend and i'm like okay so I got, I'm probably going to get some tools and figure out to see if I could run wiring like into the basement from our front door. Yeah. I really would like a wired one. Yeah. But did you guys have a wire and it just fell in the wall? Yeah. So I originally was planning to just, cause usually you can use the existing wire and like pull it through the wall with the new wire yeah. taped to it and just run the wire through there. So I did that pulled it through and the wires disconnected when they were in the wall. So like completely oh. came undone. So kind of screwed us there. So I don't know. And we've got plaster walls too. So it's like, we have no idea where through the wall that wire is running. <laughs> so it's going to be quite the, uh, quite the process, I think, to try to find, yeah. <laughs> find a path <laughs> through there to get that, get that run. Yeah. Oh, geez. Who needs a doorbell? You don't need people coming to your door. <laughs> yeah, it has been kind of nice because no, like everybody knocks. Like if you really need something, like you'll knock. But most people, uh, nobody's really done that at our door, which has been nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, hey, at least at least you have one more thing to, to add to the list in the springtime, right. at least. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be ongoing. Yeah. But, the joys of yes. home ownership. Right. So you just got back from Seattle. Speaking of being home, uh, yes. do you want to tell us about that trip up well, there and your journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, if you, if you guys happen to notice that I'm, you know, a little slower speaking tonight, it's because I'm <laughs> exhausted. Um, uh, so um, for the past, well, uh, two years, um, I've been going to Seattle with Chargeway since we're one of the sponsors for the Seattle International Auto Show. And um, we have a booth. So this was, even though it's been two years in a row, this is my third time going. And um, it's it's just a blast to to be there. Um, just to see the the sheer amount of excitement that people have for electric vehicles. Um, this year, they actually had a test ride uh, indoors. So they had professional drivers um, for Tesla. Or sorry, actually, Tesla was there, which was surprising. Wow. I mean, they actually had a presence at an auto show. Yeah. Um, and they were killing it. There were so many people in their booth. But um, Toyota, Kia, Volkswagen, BMW, and um, Nissan had a indoor ride event, and it mm. was just hilarious watching the BZ4X like squeal its tires <laughs> indoors. It was <laughs> people were having a blast. It was a lot of fun. But um, the the biggest thing is, and this is going to be teased for next week's episode, is that we have officially unveiled uh, Chargeway 2.0, and it is now yes. available for iOS and Android for people to download. 
Um, yes. So this was our first public event, um, getting a chance to talk with people in person about it. Right. Yeah, I got, uh, can I say that I had early access to it and were yeah. tested it beforehand? I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brandon and, and Chargeway were kind enough to give me kind of early access to the beta. So I wasn't able to really share much, but got have been using it like a couple weeks before, or I guess just a week before it got, actually got officially released. And just so many good updates, like just UI wise and just user experience wise, it's just significantly better than the first version. Like I, I think I texted you and I was like, this is making me realize how eight outdated Chargeway actually was like version <laughs> 1.0. So <laughs> a lot of, a lot of good changes. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel the same way. The more I start using, you know, uh, 2.0, the more I realize like Chargeway was a great foundation, but the new product is by far so much better. Yeah. And it's just making things a lot easier for drivers. And, you know, a lot. And so, you know, I know I teased about next week's episode, but Matt Teske, um, my boss and Chargeway CEO is going to be on the show. And um, we've been working on this almost for a year and a half. Like Matt wow. showed me like, you know, like, uh, like screen demos and stuff like that, that he was mocking up in Photoshop last summer, summer 2022. Wow. That's flew cool. out to Portland to do whiteboarding to discuss all the functionalities that we wanted to put into this. So like, it's, you know, for, for, you know, our team, like, this is just such a proud moment for us. So yeah, pretty excited about that. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, no, Seattle, Seattle's awesome. I mean, people just like, they're so excited about electrification and even those who are not, you know, I still got a chance to talk with them about Chargeway and, and, you know, explain to them how electric fuel can work for them. But um, I just love the vibe of the Pacific Northwest. It's like yeah. Gotham City, but in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I have never been yeah. up that that way before. I, I feel like I've done a lot of traveling in the past couple of years, but there's still some parts of the U.S. I haven't been to. So that's definitely on the list to get up to. I've heard a lot of good things oh. about just that area in general. So. For sure. And, and I, I know you're a coffee drinker. So like, yes. I think you really like the vibe of the different cafes. Right. I'm um, just going to give a shout out to my new favorite cafe. They're called Zeitgeist Coffee. And Zeitgeist. Uh, they have nice Zeitgeist. Yeah, they have some of the best maple lattes I've ever had. Um, wow. And they use Costco brand uh, maple syrup. Hopefully I'm not, you know, <laughs> giving their secret, secret formula out, but it was, it's delicious. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, but um, I'm, I'm a little tired from that trip. They're uh long long days at the shows lots of talking but just right um it, it brings me so much joy and if anybody's listening who i met at the auto show i'm just so grateful for all the interactions i've had it's, a, it's always a good time yeah i'll tell you what business travel takes it out of me i didn't realize like how tired i get i like i think i told <laughs> you i came home after because we skipped last week after, actually um because i was getting back from travel so kudos to you for <laughs> hopping on as soon as you got back <laughs> I literally, I got home last, uh, we were going to record on Thursday. I think I got home Thursday, mm -hmm. like afternoon, um, was planning to record and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I'll just sit down on the couch for a little bit, relax, like till Mallory gets home. And I just passed out within like 30 minutes, just completely <laughs> passed out asleep. Mallory came home and like woke me up for like two minutes to say, Hey, and then like I passed, passed out again. So oh I was God. like, just so tired. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> yes, it, it really is, especially when you're traveling for like more. I think more than two hours is exhausting to be on a yeah, plane. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. My my flight to Seattle was five and a half hours. It was a straight shot. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, I got there at 1230 a.m. Eastern time. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah tired. going to the West Coast is rough because you lose all the hours going out there. Because it's like you get there and like if you arrive at whatever time, like everybody's ready to go to dinner and you're like, it's my bedtime. <laughs> so <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, can we just, yeah, can we wrap this up so I can go back to my hotel room and go to sleep? Right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get out to the Pacific Northwest. It's, it's, it's a cool place. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, uh, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so this is kind of a all over the place episode. We don't really have a set topic, but um, one of the other things I'll mention real quick before we move on to some e-bike stuff, because uh, I've got some e-bike updates. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to be picking up a Tesla wall charger this weekend. Um, and that's actually probably something I'm going to try installing myself. I'm going to give it a go and see how oh, far nice. I get. Um just between everything I need to get and figure out what's going to work in my garage. Uh, it should be relatively easy because all my wiring and stuff is exposed in the garage. It's not like I have to like drill through walls or like drywall anything. It should be mm -hmm. pretty straightforward. Uh, but looking forward to checking that out. Uh, I think with all of the updates they've added for like showing it in the app and like the not that i have solar but like just some of those updates they've added i think are pretty cool so i just want to test out more tesla's products so <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> found a no, found I... a good deal on them found a good deal on one so gonna probably pick that up this weekend oh absolutely i mean yeah i think i mentioned a few episodes ago that's exactly why we went with our wall connector because yeah tesla's ecosystem for all their energy products is just i think it's one of the best on the market so. right yeah. Well, if if you want anybody to supervise you for your uh, for your install, let me know because I'll record it. <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. Actually, um, I gotta do a lot of prep ahead of time, so it's actually you're not like standing out there for six hours while I figure out what I need to do. <laughs> so I know that could get boring. Um, and there's also no heat in our garage, so <laughs> that's also could be cold. Um, uh, it's it's all about the experience. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The plot. But, right. Um. But uh, on the e-bike side, I did post a new e-bike review. Uh, Ride One Up reached out again and asked if I wanted to check out their new, or I don't think it's new, but their Cafe Cruiser. So just posted that video on YouTube. I'll link that down below if you want to check out that video. But really impressed with that bike. I think Ride One Up's one of my uh one of my kind of top brands for e-bikes between the price point and quality and just a lot of the features they bring are pretty solid, honestly. Uh, the Cruiser was uh, probably the most comfortable kind of like casual e-bike I've ridden, which is nice. So they've got like the big wide seat. They've got a lot of just cushioning in the bike itself. Uh, it's really built for kind of long distance, like traveling on a bike path, which is great. So if you want to use it for commuting or you've got like a good bike path, you just like riding casually. I think it's the perfect bike for that. So that's awesome. Can, can you give us some specs? Like what are the, what's the range and top speed? I don't want to take away from your video. No, obviously. you're good. Yeah. Just but some basic just... stuff. Uh, so top speed out of the box, like a lot of e-bikes is limited at like 20 miles an hour but you can unlock okay. that up to like 28 miles an hour. So I did that immediately <laughs> to, to be able to go faster. <laughs> um, that I would do the same. <laughs> right. 
And yeah. I commented in the video actually that the one of the only downsides of it is like getting uphill was kind of a struggle for it. Like flat, it was great, oh. could get up to 28 really easily, but like as soon as you hit a hill, it slows down a lot. Um, and apparently there's an additional setting in there to unlock more power out of the motors, like to, to ramp it up oh. even more, which I didn't realize. So because the speed, the speed limit is just kind of a, like, if it notices the wheels are going too fast, it'll cut the motor off. But with the power, you could theoretically just keep that running like at full throttle. Uh, so I got to do that setting and figure out where that is to change yeah. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I can get it up to 28. Uh, it has a range between 30 and 50 miles. I took like a 20 mile ride on it and I had still about half battery. So that seemed about accurate for for the kind of riding I was doing. Uh, but with a lot of e-bikes, it's so hard to tell, like even more so than EVs, like range fluctuates more because there's pedaling involved. So like if you have the pedal assist at like one and you're going like, 10 miles an hour then like you could probably go 70 or 100 miles like yeah. <laughs> but if you're going full throttle the entire time you might only get like 25 out of it so it really depends on a lot of different factors even more so than than evs with e-bikes interesting yeah no i um I was going to ask because so you mentioned going uphill was a little bit of like a, a struggle for it. Yeah. So it does have pedal assist, right? I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's a, so, it's a class three bike. So it's got pedal assist one through five. So it can kind of give you as much assistance as you need. Interesting. Okay. Well, now, now I'm curious about this. I, um, I, I know you've talked about that brand before, um, but I just haven't had a lot of chance to like really look into their product lineup, but they have a lot of offerings, right? Like, yeah. Don't they have a decent amount? Yeah. It's similar to, cause I know we've both done stuff with Hemiway before. Um, it's similar mm -hmm. to them. They've just got kind of a bike in every category. So the, uh, yeah, the other ride one up bike I got to test was their limited bike. It's like capital L M T D is how they like stylize it. But I, I don't know if it's pronounced limited. Um, yeah. that's kind of what I'm going with. Uh, but I did a video <laughs> on that as well. That's definitely more of a like road bike, if you will, like definitely better mm -hmm. for, uh, kind of more traditional bike, if you will, with a motor, whereas the cruiser like kind of feels more like a, I don't know. It's a cruiser. Like it's more casual, yeah. like just kind of leaning back and riding more than like leaning over the, the handlebars. So got it. Okay. I, I, you know, my, my dad's a big, uh, fan of like the cafe cruiser, like, uh, style bikes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. He actually has a, a motorcycle. That's a cafe cruiser style. Gotcha. Um, it's, a, a, a some English brand, some British brand. Um, I got to double check what it is, but um, what, what's like one of your favorite like pros about that style? Because he really likes how like wide the seat is and like how it's right. more of an upright stance, you know, yeah. like sitting position. Is that something yeah. that you like about it? Honestly, I think the upright position was probably the biggest change over any other bike I'd ridden. Um, and I really liked, like, I wasn't expecting to like it that much. Cause I kind of like to be in the bike riding, if you will, <laughs> excuse me, I thought I was going to sneeze. <laughs> we're leaving that in yeah all right roll with it <laughs> yeah. um but yeah just sit i think sitting upright it's just a more comfortable position honestly for like bike riding um and i've also read before the reason like 
some countries that do a lot of biking, like Amsterdam and places like that, people don't wear helmets is because you are sitting more upright. Like you're, it's not a racing bike where you're like heads over the handlebars. Like oh, if you hit anything yeah. or like you are going to fall off the bike, you just kind of like walk off of it. Cause you're not like probably going that fast and you can just kind of like topple over if you will. <laughs> you're not going to like go flying over the handlebars and like go head first into something. So it's actually way safer to be kind of sitting that way. Um, just cruising along. Okay. I, I mean, I never thought of it that way, but I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. I had read that somewhere. So somebody else to fact check me on that. If that's accurate, if yeah. it's actually safer, it's probably not safer if you're going 28 miles an hour, but if you're going yeah, probably not. 10 to 15, then probably. So <laughs> I still wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you're walking at 28 miles per no, hour. No, <laughs> no, that's like a dead sprint or more probably. So, <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're doing some running training. Maybe that's what you need to train on. <laughs> right. Right. <Yeah. laughs> no, that's, that's cool. Um, I was going to, I was going to ask because I know in, in the pre-show when we were talking, so you got a chance to experience it in the rain and that's a pretty common misconception about <laughs> a lot of things that are electrified, you know, right. not just electric vehicles. But, um, I, I think a lot of people have questions about like the motors and then like, you know, if things are exposed to, um, right to, to moist, you know, exteriors or, but we'll just keep rolling with that. But anyway, so, <laughs> so can you tell us about that? Cause I'm curious about that. Yeah. So we'll move on um, from that. <laughs> I didn't take the cafe cruiser out in any rain because it was brand new. I didn't want to like potentially screw it up or ruin it in any way. So I took a trip to the dentist this morning actually, and completely like, got poured on like it's just been pouring rain in ohio um the ride there wasn't too bad it was kind of light drizzle but it's also like 45 degrees in ohio right now so yeah 45 and rain and also going 20 plus miles an hour like that is not comfortable so um rode there i actually took the hemiway cruiser because that's kind of the beefiest mm. e-bike i have if you will it's got like some brighter lights on it like it's it feels kind of it's the bike i'm most comfortable on if you will in those kind of conditions and i made it there just fine locked up the bike everybody at the dentist office is like why the heck did you ride a bike today <laughs> so that was hilarious <laughs> i walked in and the receptionist is like you are a hero for doing that and i'm like i mean i really didn't have a choice so here i am <laughs> Yeah. So, like anything for the environment. Right. That's right. <laughs> this is going to single handedly save the planet, me riding this bike. Right. Um, but now I kind of told him the situation. And if you, if this is one of your first shows listening to us, I we only have one car. So, like, if Mallory's at work uh, taking, the, taking the Tesla, I have to ride the e bike places. So, I had thought about her dropping me off, but then it's like, well, then how do I get home? Like, I don't have a way to get home after she goes to work. So, <laughs> I just, I just bit the bullet, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I wrote it there, wrote it back. Um, teeth are all good too, which is always a plus. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's because you wear a helmet. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no busted out teeth. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it held up fine. Honestly, I think with these e-bikes, they're probably, they're not going to be able to like a lot of electronics you should like submerge them but if it's raining if it's drizzly like they can handle that 
Um, and you probably do want to wipe them off after you're done riding because they do have some exposed electronics. Like they have a controller that's out, like the battery's out. Some of these things that are, they're sealed, but they're not like they're still exposed uh, contacts, if you will. So any kind of electrical stuff like that, you probably don't want to have just sitting out in the rain. Um, so I didn't wipe it off this morning. I probably should have with the towel and stuff. That's what I would definitely recommend so that you can ride in the rain, but didn't get electrocuted. Didn't like short out on me or anything like that. <laughs> like it still worked in the rain just fine. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, I've seen videos where like, um, the, like electric scooters end up in like bodies of water and they yeah. ignite. Yeah, you know, or like something, something bad like that happens. Right. So I, I was curious <laughs> to know if it was the same because I, I know when we, uh, you know, with our heavyweight cruiser that we, you know, tested before, the battery just has like a little like um, seal that like covers yeah. like the charge port. Mm -hmm. So you know, I I know you can handle you know going through puddles and stuff like that, but you don't want right. to like ride it into a lake or, or yeah, really you don't want to submerge rain. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe so, I bet I bet torrential rain would be fine, but as long as you wipe it down when you get back, so nothing. Sneaks yeah. In. Yeah. Any kind of, and I tried to avoid going through like deep puddles or anything like that. Like rain and kind of that side of it is fine, but anything beyond that, you probably want to avoid. So that's not to say that like like cars are completely different. Like they are sealed. Like all the electrical components are kind of covered. Like it's not something where this is a like electrical problem in general. This is a more of a bike problem. Um, and even regular bikes, like they don't recommend you really ride them in heavy rain. Like it's not just not a good idea. So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely something if I do again, I'm going to have to get more bundled up for, cause it was like probably the worst weather I've ridden in coming back. Cause the rain picked up, like I was already kind of soaked from riding there so oh, yeah. <laughs> like my clothes yeah. were still wet like luckily i dried off a little bit but like my jacket was a little wet my coat was a little wet um and i don't have great rain gear honestly so <laughs> i need to pick up <laughs> some better like jackets and pants and stuff for those those conditions definitely i i know last year when i when i was doing my like late fall riding just I, this is in dry weather but even when it was just like you know like uh sprinkling Gloves make such a big difference oh, yeah. when you're riding For your sure. bike in colder weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gloves. And I got to get some ear, uh, some like ear cuff things as well. Uh, Cause oh, I don't have yeah. any of those. Cause you can't really wear a hat when you're wearing a helmet. So no. some kind of ear cuffs definitely needed. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to think if I have any, um, I'm trying to think not just like from my perspective, but like what a listener might want to know with, with e-bikes. Because we've done some, we've done some episodes in the past with with e bike testing. Um, but yeah. obviously, you know, between both of us, you have extensive experience with <laughs> with e bikes. Yeah. Um, how many um how many e bikes do you have now? And like, how many videos have you produced? Oh those? gosh, um, too many to count. Um, I so in my garage right now, <laughs> I have <laughs> I have the Hemiway Cruiser. I have the Ride One Up limited i have the ride one up cafe cruiser i have the van move uh v3 i believe maybe it's s3 i can't remember which van move it is which by the way their company just got bought by was it mclaren i think i sent I, you that text. yeah i believe it was mclaren yeah so i'm glad somebody picked them up because i'm a big fan of their bike it's a really like Mal that's probably mallory's favorite bike because it's just a really simple e-bike it doesn't have a lot of gears and all kinds of extra stuff on it it's just real sleek 
rides like a normal bike and just has that pedal assist. So really, really nice bike. Um, I think it's just those four in the garage right now. Just those four <laughs> for all two of us at our house. Um, you got to start, start like bike tours or something. Uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would really like to do, um, cause there's a way you can get from our house to, um, like the main bike path in Columbus, at least on the East side mm-hmm. from where we live. Um, I think that'd be fun to do on like a, definitely a summer day, but like once it gets warmer out, like the four of us can go, go on a big bike ride. I think that would be fun. Um, yeah, but I think those are the four I have in my garage. And then my, I gifted one of the bikes to Mallory, Mallory's sister. And then I also gifted a bike to my mom. So they both have a bike as well. So I've had a total of six e-bikes basically over the course of (laughs) all of my testing and stuff. (laughs) So a lot of bikes. Yeah. And, and all uh, people can find those videos on your YouTube channel. Yeah. So with the, the Hemiway bikes, I did a lot of shorts with those, which is kind of cool if you want to get kind of more of the vlog style. And then with the ride one up bikes, I did full videos. I actually never did a video on the van move, which I really should do. I think I did a few shorts on it, but no full video. So that's really like kind of the, it feels like a a Tesla e-bike, if you will, like very, like very sleek, very, very techie. It's got an app, like all of this stuff is really neat on the the van move. So. Yeah. I like the, the security or the threat, the theft prevention uh, oh my gosh. The van move it's hilarious <laughs> with the little skull yeah i was yeah. i was putting my bike away this uh this morning after i got back from the dentist actually and they're all packed into the garage right now and i bumped it accidentally like when i was putting the bike away and i went oh no and then like did the did the scary sound with the skull and like i bumped it a couple <laughs> times and it kept doing it and i'm like my phone is connected to the bike like what are you doing um right. it's hilarious <laughs> This reminds uh, me of an animal that's trying to be intimidating. That's like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, if you're uh if your dad wants to come down and check out my, my cruiser, you're welcome to where we're, I don't think we'll be here this weekend, but you're welcome to stop by the garage and check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll just break in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely mention it to him. Um, For sure. And yeah, because like he's, He's, he's a big fan of motorcycles and he's been looking at getting an electric motorcycle, but I think, yeah. I think for him and, and, you know, I'm talking out of ignorance because I don't have a lot of experience <laughs> with, with motorcycle riding, right, obviously, me either, so. but, um, I, I think for, for him, what throws him off a little bit with like electric motorcycles is the weight of the battery pack, but mm. so many of them are, you know, in the central uh, part of the bike. Yeah, where it's like kind of similar to the gas tank, but obviously it's a bit different when you have a solid battery versus you know a fluidic like you know gasoline. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm I don't think he's actually had a lot of experience with an e-bike or anything yeah. along those lines. So it would be pretty cool to see, um, what it would be like, especially with the instant torque. So right. That could be a fun yeah. podcast to do. <laughs> right. Well, we were. Um. I was actually looking at because like I think it would be fun actually to trade in so like. Maybe if I get one or two more, I can kind of resell them enough to to make money back on uh, potentially buying one of the land cycles because I oh, know they just dropped yeah. the price on those. Um, yeah. And I had a great time riding those. I think they've made a lot of good updates to their bike. So mm-hmm. that, that's definitely one where I could see myself getting 
especially because they've got the different ride modes and I probably wouldn't take it at like highway speeds. It would be nice to be able to go like 45 on some of these residential like streets. Um, but probably wouldn't take it on the highway more of a <laughs> like kind of back road car if, <laughs> or back road bike, if you will. Oh, for sure. I know Tyler and I talk about getting a district all the time still like, right. What? Yeah. Especially when we saw that price drop. Yeah. Uh, we're like, yeah. yeah get more compelling. Get, oh, for sure. Like you can now get the biggest battery pack essentially for what the, the bike used to cost. Yeah. So, um, which is, which is great. So, right. um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up land. I'm always yeah. uh, always a massive fan <laughs> of what Scott and their team is doing over there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So go well, check out maybe, that episode. Maybe, that was one of our early episodes, I think. That was maybe one that, of the first ten or something. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I, I was actually thinking with Matt joining next week, he was like episode three or four of our yeah. podcast. Right. So yeah, let's go back yeah, and watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back. And watch that. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe we'll, we'll see where the, the journey has, <laughs> you know, brought us, but, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, uh, just to wrap up, I'm trying to think, I think we're only a few episodes away from 100, right? Yes. This is episode is this 96. Let me see here. Where'd my stuff go? There it is. 95. This is episode oh, no, 95. Okay. So we're five away. Yep. Five more. Yep. We gotta, we gotta think of something big for our 100th episode. Yeah, we could do another live stream, like a live live episode, like still talk, but then kind of get live feedback from chat as we're going through. I know we've done that in the past um, and we haven't tried it actually with Riverside because you can stream like through oh. here so we could live chat. We could bring up stuff to look at, like all of this stuff while we're streaming. So that could be That'd interesting. Be yeah, we, we should we should do that. We'll uh, we'll. Let the listeners uh, choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send us some, send us some things to talk about or things you'd want to hear live on a show. Um, yes, for this episode. <laughs> yes, and and maybe may, I know we talked about potentially doing like coffee while recording or like uh, like a beer or something like that. So maybe yeah. we could uh, bring something we're like that into the live show. We're definitely more uh, coffee, I think, than beer. The two of us. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so. But recording at like eight p.m., we're going to be yeah. wired all night. <laughs> double espresso um for both of us and then we'll hop right into a podcast perfect well speaking of coffee just to wrap up i just because i know have you been to a starbucks reserve yet one Mm -hmm. of their like fancy stores i'm not that fancy Um, so they uh i think the closest one here is either new york city or chicago but uh they have a whiskey infused cold brew Mm. And I get it every single year whenever I go to Seattle. And there's so much caffeine in that. And oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They, they give you a whiskey style drink. There's no alcohol <laughs> in it. But they and they give you like a little flat, like a little like um extra. I like chug the whole thing. I was like wired for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So we'll, it'll, it'll be a fun live show. We'll just say That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else? I think that's all. I, I, yeah, we'll leave all it right. at that. <laughs> all right. Well, good seeing everybody. We'll talk to y'all in the next episode.